Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. Welcome to the Bob and Sherry Show with Bob. I am very easy to sleep with. And Sherry. I Some am people very are... easy to sleep with. And now two people who are apparently very easy to sleep with, it's Bob and Sherry. It is so nice to have our audience with us. It's Bob and Sherry on your side. Just remember that as you go throughout the day so you feel a little bit more rested. We are on your side. I think it was something like a year ago. I read this article. I forget where it was. But the title was something like, we live in an era of junk everything. And the author went on to say, we have junk music, we have junk movies, we have junk politicians, we have junk literature. Um, Having said that, I was very surprised when my wife and I sat down to watch TV and it was... Eight, eight, fifteen, something like that, and we were both exhausted. I had been traveling, and so she said, "Let's just cuddle up together and watch something on TV before we go to bed." So that meant a movie was out, and you know, none of the Netflix stuff. So what came on was The Price Is Right, evening edition. I have not seen The Price Is Right uh, all the way through in quite a while. I am not anti Price Is Right, and I like Drew Carey very much. I understood when he bailed on being an actor and a comedian and took that gig about what 15 years ago. That's a, that's a long time to have a gig in uh, Hollywood, but I sat there and I was so, I was kind of bummed out when I saw what happened to the prices, right? Because as a kid, I would watch it, you know, in the afternoon, I'd come home. If nobody was in the house, you want to watch something on TV. And there's, there's Bob Barker with the prices, right? Wow, I'm going to watch that. I mean, rice-a-roni, I don't know, 49 cents. You know, it's so easy to, to play along. And I'm watching this thing. And well, first, Drew is letting his hair grow. Did you know that? He doesn't have that buzz cut anymore. His hair his hair is more, he didn't look like Drew Carey. Um, you know, I, I haven't it, seen him. So yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I presume it's Drew Carey, but I mean, have the same build as Drew Carey and all. And, uh, you know, of course, they bring people out of the audience. So they go, you know, that shot where the audience is packed and the announcer used to be, I think, Johnny Olson, uh, Sherry Lynch, come on down. And they come running down in crazy outfits. They pan to the audience. It's a wide shot. And the audience, there is about 12 tables with two people at each table. So it looks like kind of an like a empty cabaret? restaurant like, like a, a cabaret, cabaret theater set up except they're so far apart to fill up the uh the room that it is depressingly and it's like going into a restaurant and you go uh oh there's not very many people here it it lo- looks so cheap and the colors the, the vivid colors made it look even cheaper and I'm trying to figure out why they did that. Is it, it's got to be saving money. Maybe they went to that during COVID, but COVID is no longer with us. Um, I just, 
you know, they, they would really, point to a I'm table. I'm really surprised. Two, two people I'm come really down. I'm really surprised. Yeah. And they're not wearing Here's, their homemade crazy outfits. They're Obviously, they were given some T-shirts from the show. You know? Go ahead. Here's why I'm really surprised. Because one of the, like, I, a show like that is like comfort food. And yeah. When you want mashed potatoes, you want mashed potatoes. You're right. You're exactly. I mean, that's you, what I wanted. I wanted. It, and Mary was playing along. You know. Uh, oh, that car. I know that car is about fifty-two thousand. They're not. They're not going to get that car. So she's having to play along. But as soon as they went to the white shot of the people, all of those crazy people screaming, they're not there. I think um, there's a reason why Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy and shows like that have looked the same forever because mm-hmm. the, you know, you, when you're flipping channels, like if you're a, a mm-hmm. Jeopardy person, when you're flipping channels, right. you know, I don't care if it's Ken Jennings, Maya right. Bialik, Aaron Rodgers, Santa Claus. I don't care who the host is. You know, it's right. Jeopardy. Yeah, Same exactly. thing for wheel of fortune. And it used to be, I guess for Price is right. This is wild. I'm gonna have to check it yeah. out. I was I was just so now I don't know if it's a nighttime thing because they do a special nighttime thing or whatever the deal was, but my feeling was okay, they 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 had to do that in COVID and and still keep it going on, but they're gonna keep it going because it's just cheaper. They don't have to deal with all these crowds and security and all that stuff. But I tell you what, you, what you said was exactly right. There was something that was comforting about watching those shows like that. And as soon as they went to the wide shot, it just looked like Oh, God, this is a junk version of The Price is Right. That's, you know, I, I'm, wonder, I'm wondering if that's going to be a permanent switch because I would think people would be outraged. But then yeah. again, when I think about, yeah. like, it's, it's 2023 and uh, we just hit the one-year mark of the war in Ukraine and sea levels are rising and we have another, like, risk of a chicken flu or something jumping into the human population and i have to say to myself girl slow your roll before you start writing letters to the price is right about changing their set design no i know it's a it's a small thing i was i was just surprised and i haven't haven't i'm surprised too but but i was about to get outraged and then i remembered oh yeah that's right it's just a game show but I'm going to look into that because I think you're right. That's crazy. That's a strange move. And, I, and, yep. I, and I'll tell you, a case of Lunchables is a lot more than I thought it was going to be. Oh, a case of Lunchables is equivalent to that car now. Listen, yeah, here's right. what we have coming up on today's show. we got morons in the news in just a few. We have the 10 happiest songs in the world and an epic run of true crime time. About one of your favorite TV shows. It's Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry books, swag, and the mother of all mothers merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. When was the last time you and your best friend got to go have an adventure? If you can't remember the answer, or the answer is, wait, never, then we've got good news for you. Go to B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. Share a picture of you and your bestie, and you could win an amazing adventure in Florida. We're going to fly you to Tampa International. We're going to put you in a rental car. You're going to stay at the fabulous and famous Don Cesar Resort. We're going to send you on a dinner cruise on a yacht. You're going to get tickets to the Dolly Museum, a Marine Clearwater Aquarium, and best of all, you're going to have all that time and all that fun with your BFF. Post that picture right now at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com and good luck. 
So there's a bar, I think it's a bar in Austin, Texas, and they have the funniest posts on their uh, billboard outside, and people just love them. Whoever is doing them is a very clever person, and, and there's a new one like every other day, it seems like. Here's the one that I have liked the best recently. People keep mistaking my wows for compliments. Think about that for just a second. Somebody tells you something hmm. and you go, <laughs> wow. It's sometimes, oh, you, you just got a new job and it's a million dollars a year. Wow. But sometimes it's something else and they still use the word wow. Let me, I, I, I'll just make some up. Hey, you know that girl, April, I've been dating for about a couple of months. We just flew to Vegas and got married, and I don't even know her that well. Wow. 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 <laughs> or here's, here's one. Um, we're very excited. We're having our seventh. Our seventh is due. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Congratulations. It's wonderful. Yeah. Or... Just found out my wife just paid $2,000 for Mariah Carey's toenail clippings. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, and this you actually that, happened. You see that a lot on social. Like somebody will post something and there'll be about, on Instagram, and there'll be about 15, wow, all lowercase in the yeah. comments. And you're right. Exactly. It's open to interpretation. I think if it's on um Facebook or somewhere like that, the wow does not have an exclamation point or, or, or a question mark. It's just W-O-W, period. Mm-hmm. Like, I actually know of a guy that did this, and he said, I'd had it with this guy at work. I have had it with this middle manager. I jumped up on his desk, and I pulled my pants down and screamed at him. Wow. Wow. Wow, Why don't these things ever happen anywhere I am? Why can't I, I just one time be a witness to one of these events? I knew that uh, middle manager and I couldn't stand him either. And the guy that did that was actually a friend of mine. He did not get fired because he was a very valuable person. But I would have loved to have been in the hallway and see him screaming at this guy. Who This guy was trying to ruin his career. And he just he just got one foot on the uh, on, on on the chair and got up on the desk. And now it's wrong, right? Wow, it's wrong to do that. And yet, I understand. <laughs> I'm glad you pointed out that it's wrong. I had to. I had to. There's somebody that out there going, the "Well, you know, even mi- middle managers have a tough time." And I don't know why. What's the matter with you? If somebody was going to do that today, and I go, you know, I think that's what. Ah, oh, Bob Lacey said. I shouldn't do that. Yeah, well, I hope I have a little bit of influence. I've been doing this quite a long time, you know. It's all a part of being in show business. So anyway, if if you're thinking of uh, bungee cord jumping with like a clothesline or something like that, wow. Think again, man. Wow. All right. Morons in the news. Whoa, wow. Straight ahead. It's Bob and Sherry. Morons in the News is brought to you by Febreze Car. Breathe happy. Febreze Car. Let's do it. It's Bob and Sherry. Get these morons off the air. With Morons in the News. Very famously years ago, Sherry said, you know, these days, 
with some of the people out there, you just shouldn't go out of your home. And this is the perfect example. Have you ever seen one of those, usually a, part of a highway, big sign red that says, wrong way. Well, that's what this is all about. This is Akalusa County, Florida. A Florida woman has been charged with aggravated battery after deputies say she deliberately drove into oncoming traffic, which led to a crash. It was one o'clock in the afternoon. She is 20-year-old Anesia Gines. Deputies say Gines was driving the wrong way. Listen to this. Deliberately swerving to try to collide with oncoming traffic. Eventually, Gines slammed into a Toyota. The 71-year-old driver suffered significant but non-life-threatening injuries. Thank God for that, and thank God for a well-made car. An off-duty deputy said he tried to detain Gines as she began to walk away from the scene when he grabbed her. Now, she just drove right into a car. She was going after cars. She drove right into the 71-year-old guy. The, the officer tried to detain her, and she says, why are you touching me? He replied, because you could have killed someone. The deputy said Gines showed no sympathy. Instead, she blamed the other drivers, saying it was their bad. They are driving bad. the right way. <laughs> she is driving, evidently, either she didn't realize it for a while, or then she just was so angry at whatever in the world that she drove into this guy. Um, Giants, of course, was uninjured from the crash and refused to walk to the patrol car. Now, they don't say how they got her in the patrol car, but I got a pretty good idea. She has been charged with aggravated battery with a deadly weapon. Um, I mean, you really can't leave the house. I know. Just, I know. It's just you're, oh, true. Yeah. You're, try, you're trying to go to the supermarket and, and here comes a car right at you. I mean, I don't know what this is. Today's moron of the day is the former town facilities director of Cohasset, Massachusetts. Why did 39-year-old Nadim Nahas lose his job as the town's manager? Well, that's because he set up a crypto mining operation in the crawl space at the town's combination middle and high school. He went into the crawl space... Um, and he is now charged with using fraudulently using the school's electricity to run his crypto mining operation. Because here's the thing about mining for like Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Yeah. It takes a lot of power, a lot of computing yeah. power, yeah. a lot of electricity right. power. And he sure didn't want to do it on his own dime. And that's why he went into the crawl space and they found electrical wires, duct work, and so many computers that seemed out of place in a dank crawl space. Yeah, I know where he got him. Yeah, and that's how he got caught. So it was his cryptocurrency mining operation, and he was wired into the school's electrical system. The Coast Guard and the Department of Homeland Security were called in to remove and examine the equipment and to make sure that all he was doing was stealing vast amounts of electricity to mine for Bitcoin. He is you know, today's I don't, moron of the day. I don't understand anything about Bitcoin. We talked about this before. 
I also don't understand the mining. Can can you mine for whatever that material is that they use for bitcoins? Like anywhere? I mean, could Mary and I go in the backyard and start mining for bitcoin? I thought it was something like in parts of Africa or somewhere where they had a certain type of uh, mineral content. Bitcoin isn't an imaginary virtual currency not anything that you actually dig out of the earth. Crypto is a virtual make-believe currency that we've all gotten together and agreed we're going to count as money. The way that you Bitcoin, the way you mine for Bitcoin, this is why it takes so much electricity and computer processing power. Um, crypto mining is this, you're like validating transactions and creating new cryptocurrency when you do it. And that cryptocurrency has value. You have people out in the desert off the grid mining for Bitcoin in campers. You have people what? in their basements ha- that have a few laptops yoked together mining for little bits of crypto here and there. How do they there. do it? I don't understand how they do it. I, I don't understand. What, what, what's this the material? Is, not, is, the materi- this, is the material in the ground everywhere? It's not in the ground at all. No. It's online. It's a virtual, imaginary, make-believe currency And we use the term mining because these computers, these processors are crawling the web doing these crypto transactions that generates more crypto. If you make me explain this anymore, whole squadrons of human beings are going to drive their cars off a cliff. This is like excruciating. Yeah, but here's what you need to know, Bob. No matter how deep you dig in the backyard of your house and no matter how hard you make that woman you're married to work in the sun, you will never, you could dig for a thousand years and you will never dig up a single piece of crypto. And that is my promise to you. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> Coming up on the show. Bob, can I make you feel a little better? When I first yeah. heard about computer viruses, I was like, germs are getting in the computer? What? <laughs> <laughs> Coming up on the show, the set, the 10 happiest songs in the whole wide world and comedian Dustin Nickerson and a major true crime time involving the Sopranos TV show. It's Bob and Sherry. Bring whatever you drink and celebrate happy hour Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern live, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. So last weekend I went to uh, take care of some business in New Haven, my uh, birthplace. That's what they call New Haven, by the way, is you come into it, birthplace of Bob. Bob Lacey's birthplace. And, and Yale and Yale. And um, I'm staying at a very nice hotel that I'm very comfortable with. It's right in downtown New Haven. It's the Omni Hotel. It's been there forever. And I got a really good rate on it. And I go upstairs. They have this bar that has an over a look to the entire New Haven Green. It's really nice. And it's all lit up. And there, it's not many people there. There are uh, two, three women sitting at stools at the bar and the bartender, who was a guy. And I sat down and I was just going to have like one glass of wine. And I looked up at the big screen TV that they had on, and they had the sound on too, and it was one of the Real Housewives shows. I, don't, I didn't recognize it as one of the ones that I've uh, given a cursory look to. This was like the, the Real Housewives of uh, Arkansas. Or I have absolutely no idea. It wasn't one of the big cities. And I'm sitting there, and these three women and the bartender are just absolutely amazed, and they're doing commentary. Well, I can't believe they're just not going to, you know, show us um, how they feel really uh, because they're going to cut it short. And we have to come back and watch it again. Oh, this one over here, though, I'll tell you what, she lies every time she opens her mouth, this one. And I'm sitting there and I'm, I just thought I was, I came up here to be cool, a cool dude. 
you know, alone, having a drink, relaxing at the end of the day. And I'm watching the real housewives of who knows where with four strangers. It's wrong. There should not be a kid at the bar and on the TV. It should not be the real housewives. Put the cooking channel. Doesn't have to be sports. Put nothing, you know. I don't want to watch the real housewives at a bar. Is that so wrong? I'm surprised. Where is a bar with the real housewives? Every bar New I go Haven, to has 38, 38 televisions and 37 of them are on sports and then one sports. of them's on Fox News. Like, right. What what at that point what would I give for the real housewives of something? I I understand, but this was one TV, one TV. I, and you know, all right, they outnumbered me, but I'm just saying as a guy, I, my cool was gone because I'm sitting there alone drinking with the real housewives and their followers. That is not a cool guy. Well, I mean, but can I ask a question without you getting all outraged? Probably not. You're not a cool guy anywhere. Why would you suddenly what do you mean like, by that? stamp what do you mean that card at a bar in New Haven? I can, I'm a you're cool a guy. You're a labradoodle, walking, overthinking, uh, worrying uh, man uh, who is struggling to grasp the plot line of Three Pines because you're not allowed to watch the news anymore. I can pretend in my own mind that I'm a cool guy, but let me say this. That mm. one on the right with the orange low-cut dress, she's everything that I think they're saying about her. I, I believe it. I, I think, didn't like the looks of her. I, I was just waiting for you to weigh in because I knew you had an yeah, opinion on it. Yeah, yeah. Like the cool guy that you are. It's Bob and Sherry. Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to cleanorigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to cleanorigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's cleanorigin.com. Code Radio 10. Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to cleanorigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to cleanorigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's clean, O-R-I-G-I-N.com, code RADIO10. Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. Bob, you are going to love this. A music psychologist named Dr. Michael Boncher has figured out the formula for a happy song and has landed on the 10 happiest songs in the world. And a bunch of these are some of your favorite songs. So here's, Really? <clears throat> yeah. Here's the deal. We're going to run through this these 10 happy songs. But here's the deal. In order to have a happy song, it has to be 137 beats per minute with a verse-chorus-verse-chorus structure and at least one unpredictable element like a key change or a seventh chord, which you have to be a music person because I kept trying to understand what he meant by that and I was still struggling with it, right? Um, But we usually have like three chords and then this seventh chord makes people go, Um, also... Major chords, no minor chord songs. It has to be mm-hmm. all in a major key. And okay. these are the 10 
happiest songs in the world, according to this musicologist. Max, let's have the first one. This is number 10. September, yeah, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Wonderful song. I hear that, I listen to it. Great choice. This is a wedding song that everybody will get up and dance to. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. Okay, so uh, the next one is uh, this one from ABBA. (laughs) The late David Crosby said, ABBA did not have one decent song. And I totally disagree. I mean, oh, yeah. I'm not a, I'm not the biggest ABBA fan, but this is a, this is a sweet little song to sing along to. It's just infectious. I've got a, it's great. I've got an episode of True Weird Stuff coming up that shows you the link between ABBA and Hitler. <laughs> And wow. it's a big one. It's a big one. Okay, uh, this next one is another one of these wedding songs. Whether I'm in a football stadium, driving alone in the car, if it comes on, I'm going to stay with it. It's just the hoot. I don't understand people that don't like the village people. What? They what more can Victor here do for you? He's dressed like a sexy cop. He sings like yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this next one is uh, way back from the 1960s. Round, round, get around. I get around. Yeah, get around, round, round. I'm telling you, Brian Wilson and Mike Love, they could just write the most infectious songs out of that period. And I think that people who were teenagers today still would sing along with this song, even if they don't know what in the world they're talking about, getting bugged, going up and down the same old strip. The bad guys know us and they leave us alone. It's now right out of American one, Graffiti, isn't now it? Now, this next song I have never heard before, huh? and it's by Bob Marley. I don't know this either. Uh-uh. What's the name of it? It's called The Sun Is Shining, but it's it's a happy song. It's a nice song. I do. We'll take a break. Coming up okay. is one of your all-time favorite songs that's not walking on sunshine. Ooh, okay. <laughs> it's going to be. Oh, ahead. what a tease. I love going to be coming up. All right, straight ahead. This is Bob and Sherry. Sign up for our newsletter. We never spam you. Never did. Get Bob and Sherry exclusives. Just go to bobandsherry.com. This is really fun. Uh, Max and Doc put together um, a bunch of songs that a, uh, I guess, a social engineer looked at and said, these are the happiest songs. There are 10 of them. We've been through a few of them. Let's, uh, let's continue. Where are we now? Uh, we are at number five. Girl, she's been 
Yes. Max. Yes. Didn't you tell us this song is about Elle McPherson, it not is. Christy Brinkley? That's exactly right, because he was dating her when he wrote this. And then <laughs> broke up with her for Christy Brinkley. Oh, it was good Musicians. to be Billy Joel back in the 80s. Musicians who are successful can do anything in life. They can be busted for drugs. They can go from one model to another. They're untouchable. He's not the greatest looking guy in the world. Obviously, he's very, very talented. This is not one that turns me on. I, I never, I know it's a tribute to the Four Seasons, but I, but I know it's happening. Well, if this isn't your jam for a happy song, maybe number four will be. What a great yes, song. This was the perfect song when um, taking selfies and pictures of you and your friends uh, hit iPhones. This song was the theme song for that. Okay, now this next song is a song I've heard before. It wasn't a big hit, and I was a little surprised it was on the list. This is from Madness. I'm surprised at that one. I mean, it's what's their bigger? What's their big hit that everybody does know? Yeah. Right. I would. If this song would have been on there, I would have. Yeah, that I agree with Bob, Bob's gonna love number two. The oh. number two happiest song in the world. I feel good. I knew that I wouldn't. So good. So good. I got you. Can I can I tell you a horrible disc jockey thing I used to do when I played that as an oldie? Sure. Do you know what it is, Max? No, I don't know. Okay, so James Brown song, of course. At the end of it, it goes dun 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 dun. And there's a pause, and then he ends by going, Hey! I would wait for the end of it. Dun, 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 dun. And I'd jump in and I would say, Hey, James, what a horse is he? Hey! And that would be. I, I apologize. It was, a, it was really a simpler time, wasn't it? It was, it was a simpler Oh, my God. So do, you have, do you have any guesses about what the number one song is? I will say this. It's a huge song. Is it? Um, it's not Walking on Sunshine. It is not. No. no. Katrina. And wind. it's not Everybody Hurts by R.E.M., which Max and I both enjoy as a happy song. <laughs> I do like that song. What's, what's the era? Are we talking about real old? I would, or I would, say, I would say late-ish, mid-ish 60s. Layton, um, and the band has already appeared on this list. Oh, it's the it's a Beach Boys song. Um, is a good vibration. I'm picking up good vibration. 
excitations. She's yep. giving me the excitations. I'm backing up. How do you not like it? Most expensive single that was ever produced. It was recorded in $100,000. Four different studios. Yeah. And the woman that was part of this, that played bass on this, she's still alive. Her name is Carol Kay. It's Carol Kay. I just saw a picture of her the other day. Amazing. That's basically. She said that was the yeah. first time that she had ever played a bass that high. It's a hell of a song. He really is a genius. That was really fun. Thank you guys for putting that together. That was that was great. Hey, straight ahead. Everyone needs a laugh with comedian Dustin Nickerson. It's Bob and Sherry. Everyone Needs a Laugh is brought to you by HelloFresh. Use code BobandSherry22 at HelloFresh.com slash BobandSherry22. Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. It is time for Everyone Needs a Laugh. Here is comedian Dustin Nickerson. I can't, I shouldn't be that much judgmental. I was a teenager when I got married. I was 19 when I got married. I was 19. I was very mature, which is very easy to believe because this is mature me. And I said fall breeze of feast five minutes ago so I used to think it was hilarious to write on my wife's grocery list uh, butt cream because that was this hilarious imaginary thing I made up when I was 19 and now I'm in my 30s and I still write butt cream but not ironically I write butt cream and then parentheses I put extra strength <laughs> but I got married young because I fell for a girl way out of my league and I don't mean that in like an overly complimentary way like when people see us together they're like huh Oh, I bet he's funny. I bet. There's some personality there. Uh, we were getting jaded, though, me and my wife. Not towards each other, just towards marriage in general. I know we're getting jaded because the last wedding we went to, we were giggling during the vows. We couldn't take it seriously, you know? Because that doesn't mean anything. That means nothing. Absolutely nothing. It means nothing at all. That is not a marriage. That is a wedding. Those are different things. A marriage is tomorrow when they get to the airport and she goes, I forgot my passport. Now you're married. <laughs> That's the ceremony right there. Today till death do us part. Tomorrow I'm going to Mexico alone. You had one job. One job. <laughs> We're starting to get real honest in marriage, though. It's starting to hit, like, you know, I asked my wife if she was attracted to one of my friends, and uh, this went poorly. <laughs> but not in the way I anticipated it going poorly. Actually, I was like, hey, my friend there, are you attracted to him? And she goes, you know, I'm not really attracted to guys based on the way they look. <laughs> I was like, that is the meanest thing. <laughs> So bad. You just, I'd rather you tell me you fantasize about him every day. That is, you just undid me on like a molecular level. And don't get me wrong, I was always confused, but I thought you were into this. You know, I thought this was your thing. But I know I'm very specific. I'm very niche. But I thought, I thought this is what you wanted. I thought you were like, you know what I want out of a guy is I want a guy who like looks like he reads comic books and is hard to push over. That's what I want. I want him sturdy and nerdy. That's how I want him. I know it's, you know, we're getting jaded, but we're also like, I think, I think we have a good, healthy, realistic, 
you know, idea of what marriage is. Like, to be, people ask for advice a lot, and that's a compliment. They go, oh, how, how do I know who's the one? How do I know? Go, listen, if you really want to know who you're supposed to spend the rest of your life with, ignore everything positive about them. That does not help you. Look at the most annoying thing about a person. The thing that drives everybody else in their life crazy. And if you can stand that thing, then that's your soulmate. <laughs> that's how you know, because you have to adore somebody and endure them. You need both of those things. And that should be the stuff on dating apps. It shouldn't be like, I like to kayak. It should be like, I grind my teeth at night, FYI. <laughs> oh, you have a sleep apnea machine? Perfect, perfect. That'll drown that out nicely. There are tests along the way. Like if you're in a relationship with somebody right now and they say espresso, and you don't want to murder them, then marry them right then and there. I do, there is no X in that word. You are uncultured and illiterate. You understand me? That's how I know me and my wife are for each other. We can stand each other's things. My wife can't say the word salsa correctly. She says salsa. Like, may I have some chips and salsa? You feel that tension right there? I've said it twice, you all hate her already. That's actually a big part of it. People say, oh, like, you need to love the same things. No, you need to hate the same things. Hate is so much more powerful than love, it's not even close. It's not even close. Let your love grow through bitterness and spite. Honestly, me and my wife have a couple friends in our life that everything they do, we hate. And that's why they're in our lives. They are the single most important thing in our relationship because they do something annoying and then we get together and talk crap about them and then our love blossoms. <laughs> That's what they're there for. They're the young couple that always tries to like flex or like get on our level or like try and impress us. You know, Dustin, every night we still fall asleep together cuddling. <laughs> I'm not impressed by that. You know why you cuddle early on in a relationship? Because you're still afraid they're gonna leave. That's why. You're not cuddling, you're holding on. That's not romance, that's a hostage situation. They'd leave if they could. You know what a happy couple looks like in bed? Could you be further away? Further away, I don't want to feel you. Further away, I don't want to know you're here. Like a happy couple invented the California king because the king bed didn't suffice. Further away. No, I don't want to share blankets with you. I got my own farts to deal with over here. That's comedian Dustin Nickerson. We'll get that posted up right now at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. There's so much truth in that. Though. So much truth. <laughs> Let your love grow in spite and bitterness. <laughs> it's Bob and Sherry. True. Weird. Stuff. The 90s, am I right? While the world was fixated on a certain blue dress, a couple of humans were bolted by their boots to the outside of the space shuttle, zooming around the planet at more than 17,000 miles per hour, trying to capture a rogue satellite with their hands. True. Weird. Stuff. New episodes drop every Friday, everywhere you get your podcasts. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app. People have such interesting lives. And, you know, we always had kind of an idea of that. 
free internet, but thanks to the internet and social media, you really get a peek into the way other people live. I'm borderline obsessed today, this moment, with a TikTok account called Dutch World underscore American Girl. She's She is married to a guy who is a chief engineer on a cruise ship. And they live on the ship about half the year for free. And she posts about it on her TikTok. So she used to be a cruise director. So she's very familiar with a life at sea, right? Mm -hmm. They have a little cabin. It's very tight. I mean, you can imagine, right? It's um, it's a little cabin on, on the seventh deck. It's a crew cabin. So it's not as fancy as a guest cabin. But they have their own little little private balcony that they can go on. Um, they have access to hundreds and hundreds of movies that the ship makes available to them. Room service is free for them. Um, they generally get room service and watch movies and stuff just to get a break from, you know, passengers. Because cruise ships, if you've ever been on one, are pretty rowdy environments. She said the cabin is, is small, but it works. Um, the bathroom is really too small. We don't have a closet, but we do have a couch and a little dining room table. And the ship does their laundry for them. Oh. And and she said, I do like our little private balcony. I like to sit out there and the waves rock us to sleep every night. I don't have to cook. I don't have to do laundry. We live debt free. We don't have a car payment. It's just four suitcases, us and the ocean. Tell me that doesn't sound really intriguing to you. Except. Wouldn't you get cabin fever? I I would. I don't know how long it would take. Um, it took me a while during COVID lockdowns to start getting squirrely. Of course, then when I got squirrely, I was insane. And, you know, there was no reasoning with me. You're, you're eating what they serve you, but you can't try out that new Indian restaurant down the street. You know? No, I. It sounds like you would struggle with this. Yeah, I I would. Man. It's fascinating, isn't it, to think of all the different ways that people are out there just living their lives in the high seas. It's Bob and Sherry. Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. Leave us a talk back. talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. We would love to have you on the Bob and Sherry show. If something interesting is going on in your life, if you have a comment about something either on the show or in life in general, we would love to hear from you. You can leave a message on the phone at 844-52-SHERRY, and we possibly might call you back. We certainly would like to play that on the air. Or you can go to wherever you get your apps and uh, get the Bob and Sherry app and hit the little microphone and leave a message. Just like this. How's it going, Bob? This is Noah Cohen from Maine. 
I just heard uh, you talking about how you're excited that if you cool onions and chop them, they won't make you cry. Well, I got a much better plan for you, who I'm sure is like me and doesn't have the time to cool his onions. If you just take a paper towel and get it wet, uh, you can wring it out a little bit and just put that wet paper towel next to the onion on the cutting board. It'll soak up all of that irritant and you won't cry at all. So... Try that next time. Easy yeah. stuff. Have a great day. Thank you. Keep it up. Thank you. I didn't. Thank I didn't you, realize Noah. that. Yeah. You know, I, I have good. to be. I have to be honest. I actually do have the time to cool an onion in the refrigerator. You know, I'm not quite that busy. But thank you, Noah. Yeah. Does, does it cool in your onion? Sound like you're doing a euphemism for something? It does. <laughs> it like... does. Oh my. The, thing, God. the right. thing is, though, Bob. Like you have yeah. time to cool your onions, but will yeah. you remember to cool your onions? Hey, Bob, cool your onions, or, okay? Or will you? Will you stand in the kitchen in front of a room temperature onion? And talk hatefully to yourself about how you never remember to do anything. You're so stupid. Even though people try to help you, you still can't help yourself. What is wrong with you? I think well, that's what Noah was thanks for getting me up. <laughs> yeah, thanks for getting me up. I'm sky high now. <laughs> I think that's what Noah was trying to help with. All right, got it's another like, one here. Hey, you guys suck. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, please, please. We know that. I mean, what do you hey, you tell you guys? Son. We know that she's oh, come up know. with something that's a little, you know, more interesting. You know what, though? As much as we suck, and that is a large number, as much as we suck, you still went to the effort to find us to tell us. Which yeah. tells me so, that from a social standpoint, anyway, kind of sucks for you, too. Yeah. Hey, and this guy, this is a guy. Son. Who has plenty of time to cool his onions? Oh my if god! He's, yeah, if All he's the time coming af- after us, that that always used to just drive me crazy. When we get emails, and I assume we still do, I don't get them like you do. Where I, um, uh, dear Bob and Sherry, uh, you totally suck, and uh, I, I especially hate Bob. And you said this uh, on March thirteenth, and that was ridiculous. <laughs> and what Bob said was just uh, was not funny. And he is a disgusting person, and I know who he votes for. And blah. Why would you listen? There's so many shows. There's there's TikTok. There's uh, Spotify. There's other stations. Give me a. Why are you listening? It's a mystery. Maybe you know, like how we all like hate watch certain things. Like maybe maybe people hate listen. And by the way, if you're hate listening to the Bob and Sherry show, thank you for hate listening. Yes, <laughs> thank you very listening. much. We, yeah, hope you win the trip to Florida. Good luck to you. Do you know what um, I'm hate watching now? Crisley knows best. Oh, that's a that's a big, they're doing that's reruns. A big one. There's two questions I have. One is how much money are they making on the reruns? And, well, it's got to be bucks in it. Yeah, and and the other thing is. Where's that money going? And is that going towards fines or paying off what they need to and all of that sort yeah, of stuff? But I watch that, that and I, every time I, I go buy it, I go, yeah, Grizzly knows best in prison. <laughs> hey, you guys suck. You know, Grizzly knows best in prison would be a hell of a, of a series, wouldn't it? If there's well, some they way do. that that could be shot. They do have a new show coming out, and Savannah Chrisley says it's going to break your heart. It is, it is exactly what you predicted, Bob. She's raising um, her uh, siblings, Raising the right? siblings, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't think the correction system is going to allow that kind no. of reality show, but no. 
Um, the Chrisleys are still in the reality TV money-making business for sure. So did they, do you remember off the top of your heads whether or not uh, he was fined in addition to f- for fraud, stealing people's money? Was he fined in addition to being put yeah. in jail? Because Max's point that, you know, do those reruns go to the people that he's, he's screwed? Or does that go into a bank account for his kids or he and his wife or whatever? No, I think, um, let me do a quick um, look. I think that they have to pay restitution. Yeah. They do? Yeah. Why you do that? $7.2 million, Bob. They owe $7.2 million. Oh, really? Oh, well, that's going to take a lot of reruns of that show. Yeah. Yeah. I feel better that it's going to be going to the people he stole from, don't you? Rather than, uh, and how many years is he in there for? I keep forgetting. It's 12? like 12. Yeah. Yeah. It's and she's time. seven, I think. Yeah. She's seven. Yeah. That Whoever the yeah. judge was really brought the hammer down on those two. Um, yeah. Hmm. She's got seven years um, and she's in Lexington, Kentucky. Shout out to all of our Lexington listeners. And they have to come up with $17 million and change um, from <sighs> to replace money they swindled from <sighs> banks. They, they got, they got a know, big lift. I think I think that I would watch at least initially the uh, the show about the young woman who's raising the siblings. I think I would give that a give that a look. I've got no fight with her, you know. She didn't steal the money, and it must be t- how, old, how old is she? Still a teenager? She like she's in her twenties. Twenties. She's in her twenties. Really now. young. Ah. Well, yeah, is right. Behave yourselves. It's Bob and Sherry. Bring whatever you drink and celebrate happy hour. Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. Live. Live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. Now it's time for What's on Bob's Mind. Thank you, Max. Thank you. I've been thinking there are two things that have been on my mind. Uh, I don't multitask, so <laughs> that's kind of the uh, number that I can handle. Um, the first one is because of the Chinese balloons, China has been in the news a lot lately. And we've had people in Congress, and I don't want to get into a political thing, saying this TikTok thing, we should ban TikTok. We should ban it from all government agencies and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I kind of understand what they're saying because the Chinese are very good at spying and everything. And TikTok is an amazing success. My kids and my wife are on it all the time. People are spending hours a day on TikTok. I'm not going to get into an argument about whether that's right or wrong. I just want to ask the question, how did America miss inventing TikTok and the Chinese came up with it? Well, here's the deal. The Chinese wanted to build an addictive app that was a data collecting machine. And it happened to turn into TikTok. I think American app developers came at it from the opposite perspective. We want to develop an incredibly addictive app that's entertaining that people enjoy. And because the the Chinese government who invented TikTok, and that's not a conspiracy theory, I'm not, well, I am a nutcase, but not, I'm not a nutcase on this one. TikTok wasn't designed to be TikTok. It was designed to be a data gathering app. And so they, they just came at it differently. I think that's why we missed it. But America, we were, America, our intentions is, were different. Are they really different? I mean, the whole thing, look at the TV that we produce, look at Instagram, look at Facebook. It's all about instant gratification. TikTok is the ultimate version of that. 30 second blips 
that people are dancing, people are telling uh, jokes, people are, you know, being a little risque. That is so America. How did they beat us at that? Let me try this again. In America, in the free market, app developers create apps. And so everything you just said about entertainment and and stickiness and things being viral and addictive and all of that. Yes, that's true. But the American government, like the CIA, is not, as far as we know, trying to make apps that suck people in so it can steal and harvest all their data. That's not the that, way I'm that talking the Chinese about government the did with TikTok. I'm talking about the entertainment value of the thing. It is so American to say, yeah, I'll watch something for 30 seconds. I'm going to watch uh, a cheerleader dance for 30 seconds. That is so yes. American. I'm just talking about the popularity dis- of it. I don't get it. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you. China didn't care about entertainment. They didn't care right. about popularity. They cared only about harvesting your data. So they built a data monster, and then they put an entertainment mask on top of it. And they made it so addictive and sticky that once you fall into the TikTok rabbit hole, you you don't even want to climb back out. Well, we should have jumped them on that. Shame on us. Their their intentions were different. They yeah. Well, they came in. It's a Trojan horse. Yeah, I mean, really, TikTok is like a giant modern Trojan horse. Even if we we don't we didn't want a Trojan horse. Well, I mean, kind of Facebook is already, Um, but the idea that. We in an entertainment arena were not leading. We we lead with movies, with TV, all of that, and we miss this one. Here's the second thing that I've been thinking about. I was on I-95 when I went uh, a few days ago to visit uh, New Haven, Connecticut, and there is a rest stop. They have gas stations. It's on 95, one of the biggest highways in America. And so I'm kind of hungry. I hadn't eaten all day. And I went, oh, they've got four or five restaurants at this rest stop. I'm going to pull in to McDonald's. I'll just get something basic because I'm going to eat later on. And I pulled in and I ordered, now now stay with me on this, a regular hamburger, like the basic McDonald's hamburger, a small fry and a small Coke. How much do you think that was? I know you don't go to McDonald's, but take a guess. Max can take a guess. $9? It was exactly $9. How is that possible? It should have, in in my head, it should have been, I've never paid $9 before for the small burger, small fry, and and a small Coke. If you have two kids in the car and you get that and they, it's $27. Who yeah. can afford? Well, suppose they, they get call a big it Mac, fast. They're out fifty bucks for, at McDonald's. They call, it, they call it fast food. They don't call it cheap food. <laughs> you know, I don't like, think it's, it's nine dollars everywhere. I don't <clears> think it's nine dollars. I I think that they know that it's a a, a fast uh, food place on a highway. People uh, have no choices, and we're going to give it to you. But good. I think if you went to a regular McDonald's, it would be less than that. Is that, I mean, I I don't know. I thought McDonald's, like the prices were standard. New York State Thruway, it costs the same as no. it does. It's not. They're allowed to upcharge yeah. depending on where they are. Because because the, you know, inflation the is different. In different yeah. I mean, yeah. the price, the cost of living is different in different places. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. But $9, you're traveling, you know, going somewhere. You don't live there. You pull in. 
You got your wife and I mean, if your wife's with you, the kids, they're $36. The only exception would be is if they have like a deal combo that's six bucks. Yeah. That they're advertising. Yeah. Let me, let me, let me give you this encouragement. Okay. Like right now that seems like a lot, but if you live long enough to get a great grandchild, you'll be able to say things like when I was your age, McDonald's was $9. Now it's $59. (laughs) You That's kids true. today don't know how you don't know how it used to be in America. So yeah, just That's have true. to hang on to that, you know. In the future, right it'll now, sound like nothing. There's there's a person right now out there, and I'm not exaggerating because I've seen the movie, uh, the founder about McDonald's beginning, and there, this person is saying, when I was a kid, the hamburgers were 15 cents, the French fries were 10 cents, and the Coke was 10 cents, nine dollars. So. It is inflation, and it is just the march of time, I guess. It's Bob and Sherry. Can You Believe This is brought to you by State Farm. You read it once. I don't believe that. And then you read it again. I can't believe this. It's Bob and Sherry's. I believe this shit. I cannot believe this True crime time, Bob, and I'm doing this one just for you. Because it's about one of your favorite TV shows of all time. Dora the Explorer. Oh, who told? I'm sorry. <laughs> it's what the is Sopranos. It? It? It's oh, the yeah. Sopranos. The right. theme song to the Sopranos, which is called Woke Up This Morning. Let's listen. It's by a band called Alabama 3. It's a British band. Now, this song wasn't written for the Sopranos, but it was inspired by a real life murder. Are you ready for the story? Yeah, go ahead. Back in 1989, a woman named Sarah Thornton in England was in an incredibly chaotic and violent and tumultuous marriage. Her husband was physically and psychologically and emotionally abusive and he was constantly threatening and and threatening to harm Sarah and their little girl. So in 1989, after Malcolm had made repeated threats to her and her daughter, he was chillaxing on the sofa and Sarah stabbed him to death. Whoa. While he sat there on the couch and she was convicted of murder in 1990 in the UK. People were furious. They said, murder? She was battered. She was desperate to protect herself. She was desperate to protect her child. That wasn't murder. That was self-defense. And this was like an uproar in the country. So eventually, Sarah Thornton got a retrial, and her entire case hinged upon the domestic abuse in the marriage. Mm -hmm. And a jury in the second trial said, yeah, Sarah Thornton, you're no murderer. Now, you did kill him, and we, we can't pretend that didn't happen, so we're going to charge you and find you guilty of manslaughter. And she went to prison, and in 1996, she was freed. And her story, after years of abuse, she just woke up one morning and said, no, I'm done. I'm going to get myself a knife. The guys who wrote the song, Alabama 3, said, We tried that as the lyric, woke up this morning, got yourself a knife, and we couldn't make it work. 
So we changed it to gun and the rest is history. I'll Alabama three released the song in 1997, one year after Sarah Thornton was released from prison for manslaughter. David Chase, who was the creator of the Sopranos and they were working on the show. It debuted in 1999, just happened to hear this random song by this band. Nobody would ever heard of called Alabama three. He heard it on the radio and he sat right up and he went, what's this? And he got HBO and he said, find that band. That's our song. We want that song. HBO reaches out to the band and says, hey, Alabama 3, we're HBO. And Alabama 3 was like, what? We've heard of you, HBO. And HBO said, we really like your tune. Woke up this morning. If you'll let us use it for our new show, which hasn't come out yet, we'll give you $500. And Alabama 3 said, $500, HBO. That's a lot of money. And they said, yes. Now, they also had a royalties deal. So between the $500 they got for agreeing to let HBO use the song and the royalties, by 2019, the band had racked up over $400,000. And it's still going because they used Woke Up This Morning in the 2021 prequel movie, The Many Saints of Newark. You know, that song is is really... um uh, hip, almost hypnotic. Uh, that's one of those songs. You know how you, you watch a series and you can hit something and skip intro? I never skip the intro. I always listen to the song. Well, I'm wondering if any of you are going to ask the question, does Sarah Thornton know that the song is about her? And the answer is yes. And according to the band, she really likes it. I bet. I bet. It's, it's a great song. It's amazing that Chase found it. That shows you what a great uh, producer and director he is. Because that song is perfect for a Jersey gangster. It really is. Were you, were you shocked that HBO was like, how about $500? I Didn't was. did you think that number yeah. would be higher? I, you know what? I thought because it, it opens every episode for all these years that the $400,000 would have been a lot more. But I guess Well, by not. 2019, I mean, it's still, yeah. it's oh, still yeah, rolling still in. Going on. And for anyone that's wondering, how did HBO get away with offering $500? The answer is no. Tony Garcia did not work at HBO back then. (laughs) This must have been a cousin who's a hell of a negotiator. (laughs) All right, everybody. I'm going to post this up on the Bob and Cherry Facebook so you can check it out. I love a story like this. And that is true crime time for today. This is Bob and Cherry. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, and fun side. Just download the free Bob and Sherry app. You know how we live in a subscription-based economy now, and there's a subscription for everything. And and you'll buy something, like even on Amazon, like you'll buy some window cleaner, and they're like, subscribe and save. How much freaking window cleaner do I need a month? <laughs> I, you know, I know. I'm subscribing. I know. There's there's a, a I got a, um, a solicit from a company with an underwear subscription. Folks, I am not like going through underwear at the rate that I need a monthly subscription to it, right? Here's the right. latest in the subscription economy. Tell me what you think. Restaurants are getting on board. Big change, like big chains like Panera and PF Chang's, they're mm-hmm. trying to get you to become a monthly subscriber because what they're trying to do is to guarantee some revenue. So let's say you become a monthly subscriber to a restaurant. You, as a subscriber, you might get unlimited drink refills. Not alcohol, though, of course, right? 
or you might get free delivery or every time you visit your favorite appetizer shows up on your table for free. What do you think? Well, I think it's brilliant on uh, the part of the restaurants for a couple of reasons. Number one, you know, it's going to build uh, some loyalty. People are going to be thinking, oh, yeah, that's right. I can get that free appetizer. But where it's really brilliant is that people will subscribe. They'll be charged for the subscription and they'll forget about it. So the restaurant keeps the money and doesn't have to pay for the appetizer or the drink or whatever it is every exactly. once in a while. That's and what the that people... is. It's like gift cards. It's like gift cards at Christmas. You know, you hear about you pay 50 bucks so that, uh, I don't know, your cousin's kid can have it. You want to be an uncle, you send it, and then he loses it. So, you know, whatever the story is, keeps the sweater, and they get the money. And listen, the people that don't forget the subscription are going to go, oh, crap, we haven't been to P.F. Chang's yet. Right. We've got to go. We're not going to get our free appetizer. And then you're going to spend other money when you get there. We are... We're subscribing to everything now. Pretty soon, it'll be you'll be subscribing to the oxygen you're breathing. It's just crazy. It's <laughs> Bob true. and Cherry. Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. The Bob and Cherry Vault is brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts, your professional parts people. Now, let's open up the Bob and Cherry Archive Vault. Carl's here. Hi, Carl. Hey, how are you? What'd you get fired for, big boy? Oh, I managed to lose a set of keys to the jewelry store. (laughs) (laughs) Aw. Oh, Carl, I thought you were going to say, like, to the garage, to the... Take that too lightly. Where where were you going with the jewelry store keys, Carl? Well, I was a manager trainee at this little uh, sales (laughs) store, and at the time I was like 21, 22, straight out of college, living in a little cinder block apartment, working about 48 hours a week in weird shifts, so I couldn't have any personal life. And, uh, you know, I wasn't real sad when I lost that job. No. Doesn't sound like every smile began at Zales for Carl. No. <laughs> it was not, you know. Hey, did you ever find the keys that you lost yeah. to the Zales? Never found the keys. Found and and they, they just, for some reason, they weren't real understanding about it. How were they ever uptight? Yeah, very uptight, Carl. Yeah. So, Carl, really? uh I'm surprised they gave the keys to the jewelry store to the assistant trainee manager. I just, I am. I think the manager should have been fired, not you. I, I hate to say this, but I don't think there was a whole lot of value in that store at the time. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But, but the Carl's pink, getting back dissing the content. The pink ice is worth something, right, it is. Carl? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we have so, Carl, answer. how much did it cost them to change all the uh, locks on the jewelry I store? I don't know. I was gone by then. But they did have to change them all, and they had to change all the combinations. And they weren't real pleased with me. You know what I think that would cost? Honestly, got a couple of grand. You know, and it, Probably. You know, the truth, it was the best thing that ever happened to me, because I actually went out and found my real career and all that stuff. So, you what know, did you... it, it, in the long haul, it wasn't so bad. Yeah. 
Yeah. What did your real career yeah. turn out to I'm be? I'm a photographer by profession now. I ended up working mm-hmm. stringing for the local newspaper and then got a job at another newspaper and went it's, on from there. Isn't it so hard to remember when bad things are happening or disappointing things are happening? that the universe is unfolding as it should, and that someday you'll look back and realize this was exactly what needed to happen? Yeah. Oh, it didn't, it didn't take me some day to look back and know that was, that was what was supposed to happen. It took me about an eighth of a second. You must be a really <laughs> good photographer, Carl, because there are so many people that would like, everybody's wanted at one time or another to be a photographer in their life, you know? Yeah, and it, it's actually getting harder and harder to make a living doing it. There are a lot of people who think they want to be photographers, and cameras have gotten a lot better, so they can sort of play like they're one. Do you do a lot of boudoir photography? Um, not a lot. Uh, occasionally, very rarely, but uh, we, we do a lot of people on location and things like that. That's what I would specialize in. I think that would be interesting. I love working with women. I mean, I've been with Sherry, you know. Yeah, the boudoir photography. I have a very good eye for certain things. Every man I've ever met said that. And it's like, you don't understand, when you're actually photographed doing that, you're not thinking about, ooh, good-looking woman in front of me. You're looking at, ooh, where's that shadow coming in? You know, yeah. I want to make her look attractive and, you know. You are a liar, Carl. You are oh, a filthy honestly, liar. You're a liar who loses keys. <laughs> no, that's that's great. And and uh, so you, you string for uh, newspapers now, that sort of thing? Not anymore. No? I, I did that for about 10, 15 years. We're crazy for a while. What do you do now? You, dogs, children, what? Uh, mostly weddings and weddings, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Yep. I'd rather I'd rather get fired from uh, the jewelry oh, store for losing cool. the keys than piss off a bride with a uh, with a I think, yeah. photography. Yeah. Well, trust me, it was it was not a happy lifestyle at the time. Yeah. Yeah. How did they How did they tell you when they fired you? Well, uh, they said you're fired. Just like that. <laughs> All right. Straight to wow, it. Wow, so I guess you that's had to interpret business. that. Yeah, that's the jewelry business. <laughs> Thanks, Carl, Carl. Take care of yourself, Carl. Good luck. Let's um, right. let, let's see what Chris means by spanking his lobster. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Sherry. Well, how on earth did yeah. you get fired for spanking the lobster? Well, I was working for a seafood restaurant, and it was an extremely busy night, and we were shorthanded, and there's this one man that was being rude and interrupting while I was trying to take care of other tables. And I got frustrated and walked over, and he said, this lobster is bad. Well, I promptly picked up his lobster, spanked it, and said, bad lobster, bad lobster. No, you did not, Chris. (laughs) Yes, I did. (laughs) I love it. I wish I'd been there. That You know, I love it, too. But as soon as he did that, that was like the flight attendant who grabbed the beers and slid down the emergency chute. You're done. Yeah. (laughs) Well, the, the... one of the best parts about it was later on that they didn't fire me immediately. <laughs> they let me finish out the shift. <laughs> I got a really great tips that night. But uh, when the manager was telling me that he was going to have to let me go, I could see everybody laughing because they were like, I can't believe somebody spanked the lobster. <laughs> what? But, you know, you got fired, but you left a legend You behind. did. Yeah, that's right. You Lobsters. did, the you're lobster a, spanking Chris. You're a legend in that <laughs> yeah, world. That's right. Was that a national chain or just a mom and pop? Oh, it was a national chain. <laughs> hmm, I wonder which one it was, Sherry. I can't think of what hmm. one that might be. Uh, yeah. What hmm. color was the lobster on their logo? Oh, red. Red. <laughs> okay. Nice. Chris, what do you do now in 10 seconds? I'm still, sir. I'm sorry? 
I'm still sir. I'm still you, a server. You're a server. Sir. Okay, good. All right, well, you stayed sir. with it. Yeah. No one's ever called me that before. You know, you got fired, but you can't tell me you regret that, Chris. That's right. It's part of his legend. Bob and Sherry want to whisk you and your bestie off for a Florida getaway. It could be a friend from grade school, high school, or even a sibling or mom or dad. You and your bestie could stay three nights at the Don Cesar, a luxury hotel located in St. Pete Beach. Known as the legendary Pink Palace, this beachfront resort is situated on the sugary white sands of the Gulf of Mexico and offers ocean views from every room. The prize also includes admission to Clearwater Marine Aquarium, Florida's Marine Life Rescue Center, admission to the Dolly Museum to explore an unparalleled collection of art and digital experiences, and a one-of-a-kind upscale dining experience aboard Yacht Starship Cruises, America's first three-diamond-rated dining yacht, plus round-trip flights and a rental car. To enter, just go to bobandsherry.com, hit the contest tab, and submit a picture of you and your bestie. Because right now, Florida is exactly where you need to be. Get away to Florida from Visit Florida and Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry Books, Swag, and the Mother of All Mothers Merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. I was online and I saw this post. These toys are pure nostalgia. So I thought I'd take a look and see if any of them go back to when I was a kid. I'll just run by a couple of them, see if you had any of these. I don't remember this clearly, but I could see how it was popular. It's a Play-Doh. And Play-Doh, by the way, is still a thing. If you're an adult and you don't have any kids in the house... Uh, I've got two grandchildren now, and they love Play-Doh. This is the Play-Doh workstation. It's a yellow desk, and you could roll Play-Doh on it, so you'd have a, a, a thing to work on it, so you don't, you know, make a mess of a of a uh, table in your house. And it had three or four different containers where you could put the and hold the Play-Doh. So you would have Play-Doh holders right in front of you, just reach and get your Play-Doh. Uh, I don't remember that, but it makes sense. We got something uh, no. like that for Ada for her third birthday because she's way oh, you into did? Play-Doh. Oh, so really? we got her we got her the little Play-Doh workstation and then this yeah. thing where you put the you put the Play-Doh in and you press it mm-hmm. down and it, it molds it into like a cheeseburger and then you can do a green piece that looks like lettuce and a red piece that looks like tomato. Here's the challenge. I mean it's so, so, so cool. But Ada is three, so all of the Play-Doh now is puppy poop brown, and everything looks the same because she just mixes it all, it all together. Yeah. But it's yeah, so fun. Yeah. I mean, Play-Doh yeah. is one of those great toys that's never going to go away. I don't think it is. You're exactly right. Uh, I'm looking at the Barbie Jeep. It's pink, of course. I got to figure, as soon as that movie comes out, that Barbie live anima- live uh, action movie, Yeah. Uh, as yeah. soon as that comes out with Margot uh, Robbie as Barbie... Barbie Barbie stuff is going to go through the roof. I'm looking also at, what do we have here? Well, chemistry sets. I, I got a chemistry set as a kid, and I was excited about it until I actually had to follow the directions of the chemistry set. You know, then it just, it didn't It's a lot of work, wasn't it? It's it an awful like lot of work. Um, this, this is the one that, when I was a kid, if you had these, and say you were um, nine years old, it was like the greatest thing that you could have. And they didn't always work as well as you hoped, but you had to try it out. And that was the walkie-talkie. So obviously, this is before cell phones. If you got a walkie-talkie for Christmas, it was magical. Because all you could think of is that your friend Douglas, 
who lived three doors down. You could talk to Douglas and no one else could hear you except Douglas. And it was spotty how they worked. I mean, I swear to God, I got one set. And if, if Douglas was not like in my kitchen, I, I he know couldn't, it didn't work at all. He, he couldn't hear me. And I think he was actually hearing my actual voice, not out of the walkie-talkie. But the one I'm looking at is the Range Boost Greater Talk Power walkie-talkie. So obviously they knew they had a, they had a problem. But if you got one that worked pretty good, the idea that you could talk to your friend and your parents could not hear you when you're nine years old was so exotic. Now, today, a kid, a kid would look at this and go, well, this is a joke. I got a cell phone. My brothers, my brothers had walkie-talkies, and they would get different walkie-talkies that were as big a disappointment as the last set every couple of Christmases. Yeah. yeah. And, and they would do military maneuvers on their walkie-talkies. But they had to be like, like around the corner from each other. So it wasn't That's, exactly that was the thing. Yeah, you, the maybe your fox, friend, you know, <laughs> your friend could be like behind a tree in your backyard, <laughs> and you could communicate you with. Yeah, and the other thing is, you know, if Douglas has your walk, you get, then now you have to go over to Douglas's house and get the walkie-talkie to bring it back to your house because it's your set of walkie-talkies. The other one that's in here is the Easy Bake Oven. Did you have an easy bake oven? I know there's they're still available with the powerful I, light bulb to cook on. I did. And um, because I'm a crazy cat lady, even as a child, I cooked um, a pouch of um, soft meow. I cooked hard meow mix and a patch a pouch of soft cat food in the easy bake oven in <laughs> January in Wyoming. We had to evacuate our house and open every door and window. The smell is unbelievably bad you would not believe oh really what some meow mix and a light bulb can oh, do to a house oh, i yeah, bet terrible. oh my goodness i just put that together i bet that was absolutely disgusting wasn't it it was Oof. i mean we evacuated my pup-pup was staying with us that winter he had flown out and was staying with us and my pup-pup was the one who first detected it he came barreling we had a basement in the house we were running and i mm -hmm. had i was down there um, running a cat cafeteria with my easy bake <laughs> oven my pup-pup came barreling into the room. What? What died? And our cat's name, our cat's name was Piewacket. And I said, I'm making dinner for Piewacket. And my grandfather was like, he grabbed me by the hand. Come with me. Every door and window was thrown open. It was a disaster. <laughs> so I loved my easy bake oven. Yeah. You yeah. Obviously you did. And finally, uh, sea monkeys. My kids had sea monkeys, and they were so excited about the sea monkeys. I don't know if they're still around. Amazing live sea monkeys. So that's it. Pure nostalgia. It's Bob and Sherry. Just you and your BFF, making memories, having a good time, and we want to make that happen for you. We want to put you and your bestie on a plane and fly you to Tampa, hook you up with a rental car, Park you at the legendary Don Cesar Hotel. It is the coolest. We're going to send you on a dinner cruise with Yacht Starship Cruises. We've got tickets for you to the Dolly Museum and the Clearwater Aquarium. It's just you and your BFF having a big time. Go to bobandsherry.com. Share a picture of you and your bestie. Your bestie can be your mom or your granddad. Your bestie can be someone you've known since kindergarten or someone you met last week. 
It's up to you. B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. Share that photo of you and your bestie and good luck. I want to talk about two posts that I saw, and one of them is very, very rude, and the other one is very, in my opinion, disgusting. Uh, the rude one is in, in underground, a, uh, you know, the tubes in London. And uh, there's a thing that says service information, date and time. And they tell you with a marker, you know, if there is going to be something changing at this tube stop. But somebody got a um, Sharpie and did thought of the day. Stop editing your pictures. What if you go <laughs> missing? How can we find you? If you look like Angelina Jolie on Instagram and a potato in real life. <laughs> that <laughs> It's so true. It is true. You know, I just, I thought to myself, how can somebody edit their picture on um, Tinder or whatever the platform is? How can they edit their picture to the point that they, they look pretty sexy, but they don't really look like that in person and then have the courage to agree for a date. And this, this could be a guy, guys are doing the same thing, you know, guys are doing the same thing. And then you show up for the date and you look nothing like the picture. What, what are these people thinking? Oh, um, I'm I'm getting, I'm getting one over on this woman or, or this guy. I mean, you, you look like what you look like. I can see maybe you, you want the picture, have your friend take the picture and you're in a good light, you know, and you know, interesting background or whatever, but you, you look like what you look like. A little filtering, a little touch up. Okay. But if you okay. are unrecognizable, now we got, <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, Just and we have issues, issues with, you know, the police finding you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, I never thought about that, but that's true too. Now the disgusting thing, have you ever seen this product? It's in a deli case in a deli shop. It's produced by a company called Scheidner's. And it's called the mac and cheese loaf. It's evidently, they've sliced a piece of it open. And it's evidently mac and cheese inside a big slob of, slab of bologna. So it's mac and cheese inside bologna. I want to that speak is one of the, directly to the people that are buying that. Yeah. Folks, suicide is a permanent solution <laughs> to a temporary problem. Don't eat that. That cannot be, I'm sorry, did you, mac and cheese stuffed inside a tube of bologna? Yeah. And you, you, you don't buy the whole tube, you get a slice or you get, you know, a quarter pound or whatever it is. I can see the, the yellow of the mac and cheese. I can see the cheese pieces. I can see uh, the macaroni in there. And it's, it's like they're swimming inside bologna. You know, maybe and it's you, good. You probably, like it's not my thing but maybe it's good can you can you picture a world in which that's delicious would it be good hot like what if you fried that up and hot. it kind of melted yeah, yeah that might be that, good i yeah. guess maybe so yeah maybe i'm wrong on this and by the way if you're looking for it it's located right next to the head cheese which i think it, is the worst name for a uh, product ever made it just seems like of all the things that you probably shouldn't eat a yeah. tube of bologna stuffed with mac and cheese seems like right up there, but I don't I know. Love, I love mac and cheese, but I, I eat it sparingly, you know? Sometimes you go to a restaurant and they have like 
crab mac and cheese or something like that. And it's overly expensive, but you go, oh, I'm just going to try this. And if Mary makes mac and, mac and cheese once in a while, I'll have it. But this just seems to be looking for trouble because mac and cheese is not good for you. And then well, you I, couple it floating inside of bologna. But here's what you have to say. Whoever invented that solved the problem of how can I eat mac and cheese in a sandwich on the go? <laughs> you're, you're right. You're right. And it, it definitely it definitely ticked that box. You know what it is? It's it's a better choice than spam. I think whoever created this had spam as the inspiration and said, you know, people seem to love mac and cheese. How can I kind of do a thing here? And they created this. The Schneider Company created that. Mm. 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 So anyway, mm. a couple of things that uh, I saw online that uh, really got my attention. It's Bob and Sherry. The Fun Size Podcast, a shareable taste of the show at our website or the free, free Bob and Sherry app. I read something really interesting in Variety Magazine. Steven Spielberg Uh was offered Harry Potter and he turned it down. Really? Yeah. And he he said, here's why I turned it down. Um, Kate, his wife, Kate Capshaw and I. We're raising a family. We were having children. And the choice I had to make was taking a job that would move me to another country for four or five months where I wouldn't see my family. And I I just couldn't do it. I turned down the first Harry Potter to spend the next year and a half with my young kids growing up. I sacrificed a great franchise. And today when I look back, I'm happy I did it. I'm happy I chose to be with my family. Well, it's not like he hasn't produced some other amazing movies. I mean, he was a star director uh, already. However, what a franchise. That's a big one. I mean, that's a big one. So so here's the question. Chris Columbus directed the first Harry Potter's, the first Mm -hmm. Harry Potter movie that launched Mm -hmm. the franchise. I think there are eight Harry Potter movies, if I'm getting Mm -hmm. them all in my head. Um. And the movies were all shot in London, and the, they couldn't move them. The cast was British. The, all the locations, they could not move this, the movies to L.A. for Steven Spielberg. Steven mm-hmm. Spielberg decided not to move his family to London. So the question is, how different, if at all, would the Harry Potter thing have been if Spielberg had been at the helm? I don't, I don't know how it difference? could be any better. I, I don't know how Spiel, even Spielberg could have made those movies any better. They were brilliantly uh, crafted. I'm, I'm with you. I've given this some thought because I read this yesterday afternoon and I've thought about it. I've seen, I don't even know how many times I've seen the Harry Potter movies. There seems like there's always one playing somewhere on basic cable and you can mm-hmm. jump in and out. I think Spielberg is such a, a master that his touch would have been all over it. But it's hard to say that the movies would have been better. I don't think they would have been better. And here's here's one of the reasons why. A lot of the people who went to see the Harry Potter movies had read the books. And um, if you weren't really true to the book or you were not entertaining or really into that whole world, you would have been called on that. Did you you hear very much of, oh, I've read all the books and boy, did they miss this and that. It it wasn't a very good movie. I never heard any of that. No, they were pretty, that was a... That film franchise was pretty faithful yeah, to the stories, and I and yeah. I think they all knew they need it to be. So there you right. go. It's a woulda, shoulda, coulda, except no regrets for Steven Spielberg. 
It's Bob and Sherry. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast and the Bob and Sherry Oddcast. We would love if you would subscribe, rate and review, and share it with a friend on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again for listening. Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10.